Hey everyone, we are so glad that you can join us today for church in a little bit different of a way. Isn't it so cool that even when we cannot meet in person, we have the chance to uh, all come together in community through the use of technology. God is a big God and uh, it's amazing that he's provided this for us. In just a minute, we're going to have a guest speaker, Chase Baker, um, share a message with us. Chase is a, a member of our church family here at Abundant Life and he has been for some time now. He's such an awesome brother in Jesus, and he has a heart to see others know Jesus more. And so I'm super excited for you to hear from him. But first, I just want to share a few announcements and thoughts before we do that. First, as you could tell this morning, all church activities are canceled until this coming Saturday, March 21st. This includes CityServe that was scheduled to be on Saturday. Uh, we're postponing it for now, but, uh, but we don't have a new date set yet. Um, so that will be coming and we'll update everybody on that by email, our website, and Facebook with any new information on that. Um, secondly, our web, on our website, you can find a lesson to do with your kids if you have them, a playlist uh, to worship through music together as a family. And then you'll also find these same announcements that I'm mentioning now. Um, during the video, uh, you can also comment during it if you have anything that you want to share with each other. If you have a prayer request that you need lifted up, you can share those in the comments as well um, so that we can all be praying for you. Um, lastly, during a time like this, it, this is a time for us as the church to be the church and, our, and love our neighbors um, and really take that command of Jesus seriously at a time like this. And so be thinking of ways that you can show God's love to the people that are around you, um, to your families, to your friends, to your uh, coworkers, neighbors, physical neighbors. Um, if you have any needs yourself as well, like someone to go get groceries for you, or if you're feeling lonely and just need someone to talk to on the phone or anything else, please feel free to shoot us a message or email us and we would be glad to help you. Again, this is a time where we really want to step up and be the hands and feet of Jesus. And so if you need that, please let us know. Um, before we start with the message, I just want to read a familiar psalm for you that speaks so beautifully into what our nation is going through, really what our world is going through right now. And I would encourage you uh, to pray this over yourself, pray this over your family, your friends, your communities, and ultimately over our nation and the world. So this is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Father, Lord, you are a good, good shepherd. And we thank you so much that we are your sheep. And although we wander and although we at times stray and although we at times doubt and we have anxieties and we have fears and sometimes we may act and seem like and look like everyone around us, but we know that you are shepherding us and you are still there with us and you do not leave us in times like this. Thank you so much for the fact that Jesus did not leave us when he was on the cross 
and so he will not leave us now. The coronavirus has nothing on you. You foresaw this and, and, and were able to see this coming uh, thousands of years in advance. And so you're not surprised by it. And so we don't want to act like we have a God who's surprised by this crisis or by this, um, this uh, pandemic. We just want to praise you and thank you um, when we're in the valley, the same as when we're on the mountaintop. And we ultimately want to declare and proclaim that you are good and that goodness and mercy will follow us uh, at Abundant Life Christian Fellowship. Goodness and mercy will follow us here in Maslin, Ohio, will follow us in the United States uh, because of the blood of Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. So thank you for that. We pray that we, as the church, would step up and that we would be courageous and that we would not um, fear. And, and that we would, and if we do have fears, that we would know it's okay and that we would take those to you, that we would take those to Jesus and, and knowing that he had fears as well and that we, he can sympathize with our weaknesses in that way. Father, I pray that as we hear from Chase Baker, that we would all be encouraged and that we would um, receive a word uh, from the Spirit directly to our hearts, exactly what we need this morning to hear. And we pray that we would uh, be able to take that and, and share that with others as well, that we would not hold the truth um, under a basket, but that we would let it shine. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Spirit. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, or whenever you're uh, watching this video. Um, yeah, let's just get started with, uh, with a word of prayer. Uh, Father, thank you so much for, um, for another Sunday. I know, it's a, I know it's a weird and different one, but thank you so much for uh, who you are, that you are the uh, provider and uh, that, you are, that you are a healer. And God, not only that, um, not only that you, um, not only that you have the ability to uh, to be exactly what we need, God, but you um, but you also have that desire and you just love us so much. Uh, God, I pray over this message, I pray over this experience that uh, even through this medium that people would get to uh, worship and experience you. Um, and yeah, thank you that you are bigger than anything that we could ever come across. I pray that you would be with this message that uh, that what is what's said that's true would sink deep into um, the hearts of anybody listening and that if anything that I would say would be untrue that it would just go right in one ear and out the other and that it would just uh, slip right off our shoulders, God. Um, thank you for who you are. We love you and we praise you. It's, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, yeah, just sticking with the old uh, tradition, I'm not the pastor of uh, Abundant Life Christian Fellowship. I get to step in and and uh, just be a be a guest speaker on this Sunday. But um, yeah, so I'm Chase. Uh, if anybody if anybody doesn't know, um, I've been going to Abundant Life for a couple years, and um, and it's just been an awesome opportunity to be able to call this place my local church and my church home. Um, yeah. Anyways, getting right into it. Uh, the message that I want to share today is called um, is called dig deeper and so um, so just real quick a little a little roadmap um, 
Yeah, my heart for, for this message and my desire for it is, is that it would just help you to, to better know and discover and understand um, things about yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, and, and your core desires, that it would be reflective um, and that it would all just point you back to Jesus who, who truly is the only person, the only one who could ever satisfy what our hearts really long for. Um, yeah, so just, just getting right into it, we all, and, and just to preface this, um, I apologize if I, if I read uh, a little bit too much, um, uh, but you know, I, I, I know that it's still going to communicate. Um, yeah, just getting right into it, we can all agree that we all have needs. Everyone has needs, every single one of us. And some of them are just fundamental human needs, basic needs like food, air, water, shelter. And, and honestly, just thinking about those, not taking those for granted, can we just praise God that he is a God who cares about those basic needs that we have, that he designed us in a way to where we, to where we um, have to rely on other things to, to keep us healthy, and then he gives us that good gift of providing it. Uh, just 2 Corinthians 9, 8, um, talking about how God is able, he is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. I mean, how cool is that? Just that he's not only able and nothing could stop him from meeting your needs, but he also truly, truly cares about you. And then just Matthew chapter 6 that we are told to, you know, look at the birds of the air. Um, just how it says that the birds of the air, they don't produce anything, they don't work, they don't labor, and yet God still provides for them and feeds them. And then you know what he says about us? He says, you are more valuable to me than those things. How much more will I take care of you? And then it talks about the flowers, the flowers on the ground, just how they, um, they, you know, just like the birds, they don't work, they don't, um, they don't labor, they don't produce, but God still clothes them beautifully. And then he says to us, you are more valuable than those flowers to me. How much more will I give you? It's so amazing that we serve a God like that. But more than this, we all have deeper needs. We all have core desires and deep longings of our hearts. I mean, do we not? It's how we can wake up, put on clean clothes, eat three square meals, sit in a warm house, and still feel depressed and unfulfilled at the end of the day. It's how we can lay in an incredibly comfortable bed with a full stomach, unable to fall asleep due to the overwhelming feeling of anxiety. It's how we can be willing to spend our money and our resources on others, yet remain emotionally distant and reserved from those who truly want to know us. It's how you can have all your basic needs met and still feel debilitated by unforgiveness and anger. Our needs are deeper than the physical. And if we don't search and discover what our deeper motivations are, the deeper needs of our hearts, our core desires, then these things will continue to unknowingly influence our thoughts and actions every single day for better or for worse. And I know a lot of you have done this inner work and started this journey of self-discovery and, and that's totally amazing. And for those of you who have, it's my hope that this message could just be a time of deeper reflection uh, on those things for you. And for those who have not, who still don't 
um, or who just haven't gotten to dive into the motivations behind their actions and are maybe feel, feeling a little bit stuck, it's really my hope for this message that this would be the start to a journey of self-discovery and just a deeper and more rich relationship with your Creator and your Savior. So to start, I really think that it would be the best place to start by looking at our strengths. A lot of the times we're asking these hard questions, reflecting, trying to problem solve, see what things are going wrong, what things are going <clears throat> right in our lives. And, and, um, and it can kind of be discouraging when we see kind of our negative patterns. And so that's just why I want to start with uh, strengths because everybody has them and they're so hard to focus on and they're so often forgotten. Um, and, and the encouraging thing is that everybody has them. Real quick, I want to turn to um, I want to turn to one Corinthians twelve four. One Corinthians twelve, starting in verse four, and I'm just going to read through uh, through verse eleven here. It says, "There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord." There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now in each one is the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. And so that's, that's uh, what I want to encourage you with today, that if you are in Christ, if Christ is living in you, then God has given you gifts through His Holy Spirit for you to use for the good of Him and for the good of other people. And, and so what I would challenge you to do today is to honestly get out a piece of paper and a pen or pull up your notes on your phone and write out a list of as many strengths as you can have. And honestly, this is not prideful because as the verses say, these gifts are given to you by God to be used to serve Him and His purposes. And so having strengths and acknowledging those strengths isn't the issue. The issue is when we can use it for ourselves. but this just points us back to using it for God and for His people. And so like the passage says, you may have the strength of wisdom, it may be knowledge or intelligence, you may have the strength of faith, faithfulness or loyalty, uh, you may be very discerning, knowing the difference between good and bad and right and wrong in tough situations. You may be gifted with a peaceful heart, empathy, servanthood, joy, hard work, all these things, beautiful gifts from the Father and definitely worthy to acknowledge and be encouraged by in yourself. So I would just take a second just to start this whole process. If you can pause it now, you can. Uh, one of the gifts of uh, just online videos to be, to be able to pause it and just list out as many as you can. And if you can't right now, then I would encourage you to do that um, just sometime today or sometime in the rest of this week. Um, and so, you know, if you can get 10, that's amazing. If you get five, that's great. Um, if you can get at least one down on paper, that's a start. That's a start. And I'm sure that a close friend can help you find a lot more in yourself.
And if you need to, you can really ask God what he thinks and what he says about you. And a good place to start for that would be Ephesians chapter 1. But moving on, along with our strengths, it's important to discover and understand our weaknesses. Uh, So along with our strengths and gifts that uh, have been given to us by God for him and other people, we also have weaknesses and sin struggles. And the fact is that, you know, although Jesus has completely redeemed and saved us from our sins, we're still learning to remain in perfect communion and prayer and worship in him. It's a process and we're not always good at it. So why I think this is important to talk about our weaknesses and, and uh, really why I included it, included it in, this, um, in this specific message is because, you know, at times we still run to those things that are not God to try to fill what only God can fill. So really looking at our weaknesses can help us cut down on the time that we spend just living in, in who we were before Jesus. Um, and, you know, I just want to say I've been so grateful for, for Pastor Shane in this Engage series that we've been able to go through looking at how, uh, how Jesus engaged with the Father. And um, it's just been so informational and so helpful about, um, about just learning how, how Jesus connected with God and just so, so practical on how we can do that uh, in our day-to-day lives. And, and you know what? Another reason to talk about weaknesses is because, like, a lot of the times we have we have these goals and desires to <clears throat> to you know read more and pray more and they're they're awesome and good desires and we keep um in in good things to pursue but then eventually uh stress comes in the enemy comes in whatever comes in and it disrupts that whole process and then a few months later we're just kind of kind of wanting those same things to read more and to pray more and so this this series has definitely helped with that and another thing or helped to disrupt that um that cycle and then understanding our weaknesses i feel like is another important tool that can really disrupt that cycle of um yeah yeah of, of like going through that same thing every couple months so anyways, just an, uh, a question I want to ask to help you to do this is how do you react to stress? How do you react to stress? What kind of comfort do you seek when you are in stress? And uh, yeah, yeah, and just like this, you can pause the video, or just like the last point, you can pause the video at any time if you need to. Uh, first question would just be, yes, how do you react to stress and for me in stress I absolutely go to avoidance I go to avoidance um, I avoid the problem I shut down and I distract myself with other things like food my phone YouTube games TV and so when I'm stressed um, you know I don't feel like opening my Bible when I'm stressed I don't feel like praying when I'm stressed I don't feel like sitting down and writing on my issues or sitting down in the silence in uh, to where I'd be like forced to face those things that I've been avoiding. And these are the pitfalls that I've historically ran into time after time. And after a long while of avoidance, you know, what are you left with? The problem's still there, the negativity's still there, and so the stress is still there. And if you haven't done anything uh, productive in that time, then, the t- then time has passed, deadlines are closer, anxiety's increased, and on top of those things, 
you know that you just used a lot of insufficient means to handle that stress. And so on top of that is just, is just shame piled on because you know you made the wrong decision. And that's not stuff that, want, that motivates you more to turn towards um, God. Sometimes it does in a negative way, but uh, it can also be super disheartening when, when you choose those negative things and then you come back and you feel the shame of it and, and you just want to give up even more. And, and so that's what I want you to look at is what about you? You know, how do you handle stress? Do you go into the avoidance? Um, do you go into, um, do you try to avoid it through overworking, shopping? What are the means? Um, and that could be a good place to start too is, to, is just the behaviors. If you don't know what's behind it, like I know behind my, my escapes is the feeling of avoidance. If you don't know what is behind your behaviors, you can really look at those first. And like I said, for me, uh, some of my key ones that, that I know I'm avoiding things is when I spend excessive time on technology, especially YouTube and Instagram, and when I find myself eating and snacking when I'm not hungry, which can just take up just a lot of time. And so that's the thing. You can, you can, you can uh, find those behaviors and then ask yourself, okay, why am I doing this? Or what am I avoiding with these behaviors? And a lot of the times, I'm avoiding a certain responsibility or I'm avoiding God. So then, there, there I have it, you know, I've, I've determined why I'm avoiding is because I'm, or I've determined what I'm avoiding. And so now, digging deeper, asking the deeper question, why? Why am I avoiding God? What, do, what am I believing about God that's causing me to avoid Him? And so, so just looking back, like for example, I might have responded in anger in a conversation or relationship that I'm having. I responded in anger. I start thinking that God is going to respond in anger to me because of my sins. And then, um, and then I'm avoiding Him to, to uh, just get away from that issue. So now I've pinpointed, you know, why I'm avoiding God, because I'm afraid of what he will say to me, and I'm afraid he'll, he'll lash out in anger. And so then once I pinpointed that, then you can combat it with truth. Like the truth that I might need to combat it with in that moment would be, um, uh, God is a God of forgiveness, and God is a God of grace, and God calls me his child. And so I can come to him, um, I can come to him humbly and apologize in, in uh, his love and his grace for me, you know, will, will show, and he will show me his forgiveness. Not that I won't also receive um, um, anything else from him, but, but it will all be out of love and it will all be out of grace. And so, so that's what I just challenge you to do, is just ask yourself, um, what do I do when I'm stressed? And then where is that coming from? And what truth of God do I need to uh, do? I need to be reminded of in those moments. And you know, so sometimes, so, so sometimes, knowing this, it could be a positive thing um, because I can notice myself spending excessive excessive time on YouTube or Instagram or um, you know, like I said, like snacking when I'm not hungry. I can notice those things and make a positive decision to put my phone in another room and, and just spend a minute in prayer, spend a minute in silence and see what God does with it. 
in yeah so that's another thing once you once you once you can find that thing once you can pinpoint um uh and trace it all the way back then you can develop you know like what to do in those specific moments for you like for me since i'm avoiding it would be positive for me to change um or, or to eliminate all distractions so that I can face what I've been avoiding or interact with God if that's what I've been avoiding. Um, but maybe your weakness or sin struggle might be feeling, um, it might come from a feeling of loneliness or isolation. Maybe that could be uh, your trigger and where you feel separated. And if that's the case, then maybe a positive intervention for you um, when you're when you're feeling stressed and disconnected would be to would be that you know you need to reach out to two or three friends and send a text and say that you're in need or maybe just even say hi or read a specific passage about how God is always with you and maybe your specific issue is pride and it could be good to just sit and repeat the phrase to yourself it's not about me for 60 seconds to just kind of try to change your mindset around it um or maybe think of an act of kindness that uh, you could show to a friend that day as kind of a thing to counteract that pride that you feel like you've been dealing with. And so with that one, I know it's a little bit uh, dicey and I might have rambled for a little bit. So I just want to clarify um, just the main points from, from uh, that part about knowing your weaknesses. So one, asking yourself the question, where do you go during stress? Do you turn to apathy or avoidance? Do you tend to become prideful or isolate? Do you become anxious or fearful? And then two, what behaviors do these emotions usually display as? Do they display as, uh, display as excessive use of technology or social media? Uh, is, it, is your avoidance technique shopping? Is it eating? Do you isolate yourself and stop reaching out to friends? Are you less patient with others? Just knowing those behaviors behind those things that could kind of remind you to turn back? And then three, what are some things that you can do when you notice these behaviors and these feelings? What are some things that you can do when you notice these to counteract it? And then lastly, the last thing I feel is important to talk about today uh, as we're talking about digging deeper is what are you hungry for? That's my question, what are you hungry for? And I know it's kind of an odd question, but it's intentional because I don't wanna ask you, what do you want? Because that could be so many different things. What do you want can be helpful, but it's just not as specific as I'd like it to be. If someone were to ask me what I wanted, I would probably tell them um, maybe some games, I love games, or some Star Wars Legos or something like that, because a part of me is still 12 years old. But, but the question, what are you hungry for? implies a need that has to be continually met. As humans, we consume food on the daily to satisfy our needs, our need for nutrients to survive. We feel our internal need for nutrients and then we think and decide where we wanna to go to meet that need, whether it's the fridge or out to eat, and then we consume food to satisfy our hunger. And so as we mentioned earlier, our needs are deeper than the physical. That said, what is your soul hungry for? What is your soul hungry for? This can be difficult to pinpoint, and there's some tools that can help us in discovering this.
But I just want to get our minds there first to think about for a second, what is your soul hungry for? What's the underlying motivation behind your day-to-day -day actions? What brings life and energy and purpose and fulfillment and rest and rejuvenation to your heart? Let me give you an example. And this can even be found, uh, and determining this can even be found through our weaknesses. But, uh, but first, let's look at the positive. What is something that lights you up inside? In order to, in order to determine, kind of our, determine kind of our core desires, one good first question to ask is what's something that really lights you up inside and gives you life? What's something that gives you, you know, that greater joy and fulfillment? And, uh, and for me, so when my soul is on fire, when I'm, I feel like my soul is being fed, is when I get to teach or preach or, uh, uh, or create something and share it in some way uh, with another person. Like as many of you know, um, I like to write poetry and spoken word and, uh, and, and perform it. And that's something, that's really something that truly gives me a lot of life and joy is, is to share it at the event. So for me, I'm so on fire when I get to teach or preach or make something I know will uh, be used or that I can share in some way. And as many of you know, I enjoy writing poetry and spoken word, and that's something I like. But what truly gives me life and joy is to share it at an event in front of other people. That's really the part that gives me life and joy. So let's dig deeper and track this back. What, what is it about sharing my thoughts and creations with others that I love? I really love it because I feel like I'm enhancing another person's life. Um... So then I take that, I take that, I, I really love it because I feel like I'm enhancing somebody else's life. I feel like that's important to me. So I take that and I ask, what is it about enhancing another person's life that really lights me up? You know, why is it that? And um, yeah, just taking some time to meditate and answer that question. I feel like if I make someone else's life better, then it gives my life more purpose and meaning. That's what I've discovered from thinking about that. So in those moments, my soul is not on fire because I'm sharing on a stage. My soul feels fed because in those moments, I feel like I matter. So the thing that I'm hungry for is for my presence to matter. That is a core desire that I connect with on a really deep level. And you know what? The truth is that my core desire of wanting to matter could never be sustained by any earthly thing. The world says, that, um, that you matter basically based on what you do. So you're only as good as your last achievement or performance or, uh, or failure. But the beautiful thing is that all of our core desires are met and fulfilled through Jesus Christ. I can live in peace knowing that I matter because the King of Kings lives within me. And so I urge you to answer, you know, what about you? Take some time this week or pause the video if you want to and answer what's something that fills you up and then take that thing, take that thing that fills you up and gives you life and trace it as far back as you can. So right now I just want to go through a few other core desires that you may come to and um, yeah, and just how Jesus meets that deep need within you. So you might trace it all the way back and find that your core desire is to have all that you need to have what you need to sustain yourself, um, to, uh, 
to know that what you have now is really what you need and that you don't need to go chasing um, other things or experiences. To know that you have all the resources and to know that you will be and to know that all you have will be enough for you. And so if this is true, you can find security in 2 Corinthians 9, 8 that we read earlier with God's promise that he will bless you abundantly, you know, even more than you could ever, uh, even more than you really need. And on top of that, that all you have right now is what you need for the scenario that you're in. And so you might feel that, um, that you are most restful and fulfilled and peaceful. Um, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I lost my place for a sec. Another core desire you, you may have, um, or that you may come to, is that of safety and security. And so you might find that what, what, when you feel most restful and fulfilled and peaceful is when you're doing things that lead to the safety of yourself and those around you. And the truth with that is in this unpredictable world that you may be living in right now, you could be living in a constant state of anxiety and fear knowing that you really don't have as much control as you think you do um, in your safety and security and what happens to you. But that's the beautiful thing about Jesus is that with Jesus, you know that, that the person, uh, that the God you serve is, is the one who loves you, the one who is all powerful, the one who is in control, and um, the one who has the ability to, uh, again, just bless you more than you could ever imagine. And above that, um, uh, for you, if your core desire is safety and security, to truly keep you safe and meet all of your needs. Or maybe when you trace it back, when you trace it back as far as you can, you truly want to be upright and good. That's your core desire for yourself, is at the end of the day, you want to be good and uh, upright and, and um, just holy and perfect in that way. And you before Jesus, and you probably even feel like this now, um, may not be, you know, that good. If you can trace it deep down, you can really find some, some dark things. And if you go to uh, you before Jesus, um, you know, it would be evident that um, it would be evident that you're not that person that you would want to be. But the beautiful thing and the beautiful message that God wants to tell you is that you are holy and upright and righteous because, um, because of Jesus and what he's done for you. So that's really it. I, um, I would challenge you sometime today, if you have through this message, um, or sometime, uh, sometime this week, um, to, to really go through and answer some of these questions. You know, what are, write down that list, what are your strengths? Start with the gifts that God has given you to use to serve Him and other people. What are your strengths? And then, um, and then discovering where do you go in stress? Where do you go in stress? Tracing that back and, um, and finding out what you really need to hear or need to do during those moments to get back to Jesus sooner and not stay in that cycle of um, th that cycle that the enemy really wants you to get trapped in. And then finally, um, finding really what gives you life and, and purpose and meaning and joy and uh, fulfillment, 
tracing that back to see what your heart really longs to hear and then praising God that he has met that need for you. That he says that you are valued, that he says that you're loved, that you're safe, that you're secure, that you are protected, and, um, and that you matter more than you could ever um, think that you do. And, um, and all because of Jesus and what he did for you. And, and just to be able to turn it all back in praise towards God and uh, towards him for, for how good he is. Um, yeah, yeah, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for how you made us and how you wired us. Uh, thank you for every single person that you have led to to hear this message. I pray that um, I pray that their eyes would be open to um, to what you're you're trying to show them about themselves and about you. I pray that um, I pray that the that the result of all of this is that just you would be glorified more and magnified more. And I pray that um, that you would just lead us in self-discovery and that every single thing we discover, we would be able to turn back in praise towards you. We love you and we praise you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.